get up and let's live uh, body mind and soul if uh, you've had a rough weekend i know i have it's been emotionally taxing but the one thing i know is that when it comes to the segment every single day of the show wake up and live i get excited so i am excited right now <laughs> i said i needed a grand intro and that's exactly what i'm going to do coming in in his <laughs> african shirt Looking like a Pan-Africanist, <laughs> I just need his hands to go up so the world can see him. <laughs> hey, where's my clap? You guys are supposed to be giving me something. There's Alma. <laughs> he is uh, the one, the only, the the, the most hailed A-teamer, motivational speaker, author, and leadership and personal development specialist. Uh, put your hands up for <laughs> <laughs> Confidence Salim. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Your, your check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Now you've ticked the boxes. <laughs> yeah, you've ne, listened. Eh? Ne, I've, I've this got... Eurocentric thing, you put it one side. Yeah, no, we're going Afrocentric now. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. You're looking good in that uh, African shirt. Thank you. It's appreciate. the first time. Rapen, when Kofman Salima had listened, then he saw you. You were a good example <laughs> right? when you were wearing your own shirt. This morning, we are talking about the responsibilities of success. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The responsibilities of success. You know, everyone wants the, the crown, but often we don't realize that the crown often comes with, with the cross. And the crown is shiny. The crown reveals that you know you have authority that you are your royalty that you you have success but there's always a cross attached to that and the cross is weighty the cross is responsibilities and so whenever you you have success whenever you have the crown there's always a cross that you need to bear and so today our topic is the responsibilities of success and i want to start off with this story um there was a a bodybuilder who was going around in different communities, different countries, and he was, you know how bodybuilders do, they were flexing, showing off their muscles, and he was doing all these flexing shows. And everybody would be very impressed at the end of his show, you know. And he went to this one uh, community in Africa, and after he had done his show, everybody was impressed. The chief comes to him and says, what else do you do with that? Pointing to his muscles. What else do you do with that? And the bodybuilder responded by saying, no, I don't do anything else with it. This is all I do. <laughs> and he looked at him and said, what a pity. And a lot of times people have all these gifts. They've got all this money. They've got all this, you know, accruements of success. But when you ask them, what else do you do with it? No, all I do is, is flex. Da, all, da, da. All, I do, all I do is post it on Instagram. Oh, all I do is, is, is show it off to the world. Mm. And there is no greater value that you are adding to the world. So whatever success we've attained, whether financial, whether you've got platforms, whether you've got influence, we need to say, okay, this is what I have, but there's value that I need to add to the world. 
when we are asked what else do we do with it, we need to be able to say, I'm adding value with it. I'm, I'm helping improve people's lives. So when we, are, when we attain success, there are responsibilities that come with that success. And, you know, the adage that says, you know, with great power comes great responsibilities. And many people seek, seek success, but they do not want the responsibilities that accompanies it. Before you go further, mm. you know, you're talking about what more do we do with it except uh, for posting on social media and so mm. on. And for me, sometimes I ask myself, before we can even talk success and its responsibilities, mm. what are the hallmarks of success? There are a lot of people who are posting things on social media, but these people are not successful. They may have stolen from Peter to pay Paul so that yeah. they can have the symbols of, of this success. wealth yeah. and success. But gashle gashle, it's either they are frauding people yeah. or they are, you know, or, or they are stealing. And, and you know, the, the truly successful people are, don't have to post the Lamborghini on, on, on Instagram. They are too busy making a difference in the world. You'll never see, it's other people who will take a picture of, of um, Aligo Dangot and, and put him on, on, on Insta. Somebody saw him being driven away in a convoy. But you never see Aligo Dangote taking a, a selfie next, next, to his, next, next to his neighbor. Because he's too busy making a difference. He's too busy living in his purpose and making sure that Africa is developing. So the people that are always, you know, behind the... some And a lot of times they're not even their own cars. So they go next to a car somewhere, <laughs> take the picture. and But it's a, it's a, it's a reflection that people want to have influence without having and the the having gone through the process, you know, they want the crown without having bared the cross. The people who have bared the cross, you don't, they don't need to show off their crown. Their crown comes automatically. So a lot of times when you see people doing that, they are not really successful. Those are just symbols and 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 a facade of what true success is. Now, now that we know what true success is and isn't, uh, let's uh, talk about some of the responsibilities of um, success. Yes, ma'am. So the first one is the responsibility of continuous development. You know, when you reach a certain level of success, there is a temptation to sit back and relax and you begin thinking to yourself, I've made it. And when you get to the point of I've made it, it's a very... It's a very dangerous point because once you've made it, it means that you've reached the finish line. It means that you're saying to yourself, there is nowhere else for me to go. But the truly successful people in life never get to a point of I've made it. There's a quote by Nelson Mandela where he says, once you've conquered one mountain, you realize that there are many more mountains to conquer. That's why truly successful people, you'll never uh, uh, find them sitting and saying, you know, I've, I've, I've come to a point. You find 65-year-olds, there's a mentor of mine who is somebody, if you look at him, you say he's made it. You know, he's been the chairman of international companies. He drives this, he lives there. But even now, like, I had a conversation with him, and he was telling me about his plans for the future. At In his 60s, he's talking about 10 and 20 years ahead. And I realized this is why he's successful. He's somebody who, no matter how, how successful he gets, he's always saying, what's the next milestone? What's the next big thing? And it's not, some, sometimes people will say, no, but you need to sit and, and, and rest on your laurels and celebrate a bit. Yes, you can celebrate. But it's like soccer. You can't celebrate for so long. If you celebrate for too long, 
you can come back on the pitch and find that the opponents have scored two goals. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of times when, when you've attained a milestone, yes, take a moment out, relax and celebrate it, but you need to get back on the pitch because there are more goals to be scored. The game is not over. Sometimes we celebrate before the game is over and we find out that you may end up losing the game. So you need to get back on the pitch because there's more for you to achieve. There's, there's for, more for you to give back. There's more for you to still do. And that is how successful people think. They're always thinking, yes, I've conquered this mountain, but there's another mountain that I that I still need to conquer. So always develop yourself. Don't uh, just uh, relax. And also, I think this continuous development, maybe define it for us. Because another person will say, I'm successful at radio broadcasting, mm. so I'll only develop myself in this, not opening up other avenues for themselves. Yeah, I think you need to have a, a holistic view of your life you know the there's different areas where we always need to be developing career is one thing but also you need to look at family because some people are very successful in one arena but they are they are not successful in another area arena and what what normally happens is the arena in which you are not successful in tends to impact the, the arena which in which you are successful so for example somebody may be very successful at work but they're not successful in family life and, and the home. And you find that the stresses of the home now starts infiltrating the the, the whole the business environment. And then they start losing ground in that particular environment. So we always need to to have that balancing act to say, okay, there are, there are five different areas in my life. My finances, how am I doing there? My health, how am I doing there? My career and work, how am I doing there? My family and, and relationships, how am I doing there? So... When you, when you think of success, look at it from a 360 view, not a 90 degree view, because the area in which you're not successful in can end up hampering the areas in which you are successful in. What else uh, do we need to consider as a responsibility to success? Yeah, I think we've touched on it. Number two is the responsibility of balance. You know, that which is not balanced tends to topple over and, and fall. It's like a baby. You know, when a baby is learning to walk, one of the things that they need to master in order for them to walk is balance. Because when they, once they learn how to balance, then walking becomes easy and even running becomes easy. And a lot of times people are toppling over and falling, whether in, in relationships, in career, in business, etc., because there is no sense of balance. And one of the things we need to think about is, is time. You know, when you get successful, people want more of your time. People want more of your finances. You know, they come to you with ideas. Please finance this business. Please help me out, etc. And also balancing uh, your gift. So when you look at your time, one of the things that a lot of pe- a lot of success, especially financially successful people, tend to to mismanage is time. Why I say mismanage is because they spend all their time on business and career. And you you'll hear all these billionaires. One of the most common things you hear about them is that. They spend so much time on on developing the financial aspect, the career, and on their deathbeds, there's nobody around the bed because you never took the time and you you were not balanced enough to say, okay, I'm building this. And you find that their heart was in a good place. They're building this for their family, but they are neglecting the very people that they're building it for. And you know, it's funny, you know, I've got a a six-year-old and one thing that I, I've realized that she wants more from me is my time. Yes, if you go to the shop, she'll ask, Dada, please buy me this, please buy me that. But even if I don't buy her, that I say, no, 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 you know, she'll say, 
that I, can we play games together? Can we? So what I've realized is she wants more of my time. And they say that kids, and I believe it's it's also uh, relevant for, for adults as well. Kids spell love as T-I-M-E. And a lot of a lot of times as 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 you know people who are who are going up in the ladder, people who are accruing success, we spend so much time on on the material things, developing the material things that we we're not balanced enough in 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 balancing that with what am I doing, how much time am I spending with my family, the people that I'm building all of these things for. So time is very important. Also your gift. So your gift is something that when you go out in the world and you start um, displaying that gift, there's more demand for your gift. And so you need to manage that because a lot of times you can give so much of, of your gift, again, that it creates an imbalance in your life where you're spending too much time uh, in that arena. And the world, you know, the world is like is like people who, who are hungry and you have this apple tree that's got apples. They are coming to you just to grab the apple and eat. And it's a good thing because it means that there's value that you're adding. But if the apple tree is never nourished, if it's never watered, those fruits will never even manifest. So as somebody who's an apple tree, make sure that there's, there's, there's water that you are getting. There's, there's nourishment that you are getting so that you can produce those apples. Because once you go in the world, the world is not there to nourish you. The world is there for the apples. So you need to be really careful about your gift. Make sure that you're balancing the, the producing of fruit with nourishing. Because if that there's an imbalance there, then you may end up not producing any fruit. You know, when you talk like this, I realize that uh, success is a responsibility that can only be bestowed upon you. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, uh, you as an individual that is, if you have, mm-hmm. uh, like you are saying, um, a gift and you are bearing fruit and mm-hmm. people are picking from that fruit, mm-hmm. no one else knows where to replenish you. Mm-mm. No one comes in no. to say, oh, you've got a deficit of uh-uh. apples, you need a bit more water, <laughs> no. a bit more sunshine. It is your responsibility to take out your own branches yeah, and, and reach prove, for the sun. Yeah. <laughs> people have, <laughs> they'll come to you running. And you know what? One of the, one of the, the things that can blind successful people no? or, or fruitful people or gifted people is that sometimes you think the world is running to you because they love you, because they they, 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 they value. No, they're there for the fruit. They're there to use what they require what and they spit require. out the rest. <laughs> Yeah, chew the meat and spit uh, chew out the meat and spit out the bones. No, but it's very true because, and th- sometimes those people who do yeah. that give, 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 give yeah. confidence. They give, 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 give yeah. to no avail. And to then you hear them saying, when I'm in need, yeah. no one is there to help ish, me. Ish. Ah, when yeah. days are dark, friends Those are, are few. <laughs> no, my guy, you were not a friend to begin with. Mm. You were just a utensil You're just a, to ex- get by. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to balance the producing of fruit with the nourishing of self. Mm, mm. Because if you, do, if you don't do that, ne, you may end up not producing any fruit as, at all. And the thing is, we must also not look at it in a negative light. Because if people are running to you, they're running to you because they're hungry. So you're adding value to the world. You're fulfilling your purpose. There's a gift that you have that is nourishing people out there. So don't look at it in a negative light. But look at it in a realistic manner and say, okay, yes, I'm producing all this fruit. But I need time for me to, to, to nourish myself. And I need people in my life who are not just after the fruit. Because if everybody in your life is just after the fruit, then you are going to end up, you know, naked and bare. 
You need people in your life who you know, okay, this person, they're not after my money. They're not after my gift. They're after me. There are people who really care about me and I can spend two hours with them and I can just and I just and just be nourished. You know, there are, there are people in there are friends in my life who on a monthly basis I say, No, I need to spend at least two or three hours. Because I know that this person they you know they 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 care about who I am, not just about my gifts. They knew me before I wrote my first book. They knew me before, you know, I, I was on public platforms and they were there for me in that state. So I know what they, they, they are there to nourish. And you need people like that in your life. You know, my wife, I've known her for over 20 years. She knew me when I was snot-nosed. So I, I know that she's not here for, for to pick the apples because she was nourishing me even before the apples were there. So you need people in your life who are there to water you. And you know these people are here because if you don't have those people in your life, you're going to go into the world. Yes, you are fruitful. Yes, you have all this apples and mangoes and whatever but if you don't have people who are nourishing you you might end up n broken and bare in the world you know? yeah you need that nourishment you need that balancing act you need continuous development what else do we need yeah so just on that you know and a lack of balance often results in poor health and poor health oh, also yeah. in mental and physical so it's also one of the reasons why it's so important because your your mental and and, and physical health are important and if you like that balance, um, it's gonna it's gonna dissipate. Lastly, we need the responsibility of transfer. You know, transferring means giving back to help others become successful, and I believe this is the most important responsibility of success. There's an African proverb that says, "When an old man dies, a library burns down with him," and for me, it's a very sad proverb, because it means that that individual didn't transfer the knowledge doesn't transfer the wisdom. So when you are successful, when you're somebody who's accrued the tangible and non-tangible, you know, uh, um, elements of success, you need to continuously be saying, you know what, there's a day I'm coming where, where there's a day that's coming where I won't be around. But what will I leave in people? All this knowledge that I've amassed, all this wisdom that I've amassed, have I planted it back? Because when you die, we don't need a library to bend down. You must have uh, transferred your knowledge, transferred your wisdom to, into so many people that the libraries are now walking around. The libraries have been, you know, enriched and nourished, and they can also develop more and more success. So that adage again, when an old man dies, a library burns down, but we need to change that. So we must transfer our knowledge, wisdom, and other resources to the next generation so that they too can experience or even exceed that level of success. You know, there's a say that with, it's lonely at the top. But I always ask myself, if it's lonely at the top, doesn't it mean that you didn't bring anybody with you? So as somebody who's, who's climbing to the top, who's climbing the ladder of success, always make sure that you are bringing other people with you. If it's lonely at the top, it simply means that you didn't bring anybody with you. And one of the things that some people do is that they climb the ladder of success. Ne? And when they get to the top, they kick down the ladder so that nobody else can climb up. You know, especially um, amongst our people, there is a thing of the first black, da da da, the only black in the boardroom. But if you're the only black in the boardroom, that should not be a situation that makes you happy. No, your job is is as a as a as a gate opener is to make sure that more of your kind, more of your people who are marginalized, who are disadvantaged in that particular sphere, 
more of them can come in. You should be happy when at least half of the room looks like you, speaks like you, understands like you. So that thing, the first black, yes, it was relevant 10 and 20 years ago. But if you are still the first black and the only black in that particular sphere, it means that you haven't been doing your job. It means that you got to the to the top of, 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 of the success ladder and you kick the, the ladder down. Whereas what you should be doing is you should hold be holding it even more steady so that the winds that were blowing when you were climbing it, those people don't have to experience it. They say that when you reach the top, you must send the elevator back down. So that's what you need to see is the responsibility of transfer. When you get to the top, send the elevator back down. Don't kick down the ladder. Hold it steady so that others who are climbing after you can climb up and reach the level that you've reached. You know, when you're talking about transfer, I'm also thinking of succession plans, mm. um, especially in business yeah. and in, in the knowledge of cultural issues. Mm. One thing I've picked up, knowledge of cultural and traditional issues, because we don't write our history down. It's all oracly given. Mm. That knowledge, if it's not transferred from one generation to the next, mm. orally, mm. it dies out. It does. And today we say we are African, but there's so little mm. that displays it in mm. the way we practice uh, our daily living. Because yeah. being African is not a religion. Mm. Being African is being. Mm. It's who you are. Yeah. But we've lost it. So there was a lack of transfer somewhere. Yeah. And then I also think of succession plan. Mm. Here you are. You are building a family. Mm. I'll start with that. Or you are building a business. Mm. In the family, there needs to be a succession plan. How yeah. does a mother conduct herself? Mm. How does a father conduct himself? Yeah. How, what are the ethos and values? Mm. It mustn't end with mother and father knowing their own ethos and mm. values. It must be transferred to the children 100%. so that the children can live up to the standards that you have set as a family. Yeah. And then you don't say, this child embarrassed me. They did something out of character. Mm. Blame yourself. You did not transfer the knowledge. 100%. But in business, succession. Yeah. You know what? Succession. You, you look, yeah. uh, there was a tax shop at the corner. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> not even a, it, it was a tax shop became a supermarket. Yeah. Babam Kiza passes away. Oh, Babam Kiza's so children sad. go into the tax shop, yeah. eat all the chocolates, yeah. don't sell, don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Then they start drinking inside, they yeah. break the glasses, yeah. it's over. And it's a story of every township, you know. Like the village that where, where I, was, I, was, I was born and bred, there's a, a shop, it used to be a big shop. I think Amalesa or something, you know. And when you go there now, that shop, it's, it's, it's a shell of what it used to be. It's not even operational. I think even the roofing is gone now. But it was the most thriving business in that locality. And, and it's a story of, of just about every township. And, I, and it's exactly what you're saying, succession planning. And I think as, 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 as people, you know, we always need to, I think we need to move to a point where we don't just transmit our knowledge orally. Because as Africans, we are great orators. You know, we are poets, we are, we are speakers, we, 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 we go to the mountaintop and, 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 and we, we, we lord and we hail. But we need to start sitting down and actually transmitting what we know on paper. That's what the West has gotten right. And, you know, that old African... I don't problem, know if it's right. It's what the West has gotten us used to. Used to. I can't, I can't, I can't attest to the rightness of it. You know why you know I say it's right? 
Listen, ah, 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 listen. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> they I'm say listening. That, that African proverb that says, until the lion, lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the hunter. Now we've got people who haven't lived our history, who have written our history. And there's a level of, of, of advantage that they've gotten because they've written it down. So for us to regain ground as Africa, we need to get into the pen and paper. We need to start transmitting. It's exactly what you're saying. Transmi- wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. That adage mm. came with a book yeah. and a pen. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I can't say that adage is right itself. But hear me out here, confidence. Yeah, I'm listening. Before our minds were colonized, mm. before we were, it, it, we were propaganda of many natures were used against us. Mm. Our history never died, despite the fact that it was not written. Yeah. Our languages never died. Yeah. So I can't attest to what you are saying. Even if you are Becca, you are like, yeah, but mm. you know, that adage came with a pen, a paper, and sometimes there was a gun to force you into doing it. Yeah. Prior to us being brainwashed, colonized, mm. retaught, and you know, removed from who we were, mm. we were able to pass down from generation to generation. Orally. And and because orally, mm. and because we're in a tiny pipe. The Bible, all those epistles and yeah. those chapters were written many years yeah. after it was narrated. Mm. Exodus. Yeah, mm. so to teach your children. Mm. We are living here. Yeah. We are leaving Egypt now. Mm. We are going to be wondering. Those 40 years, but you got pen, paper. There was not even a tablet until Moses was sent up mm. at some point. Yeah. Everything Moses was hearing orally, orally mm. and he was giving orally. Mm. So, but I love the fact that we are here now. <laughs> and now that we are here, yeah. <laughs> let's write it down. Let's write it down. And you know what I'm loving? No? I'm seeing more and more black authors. There's, there's, a, there's a forum we run called uh, ULP Authors Forum. And you, you won't believe the amount of, of writing that more and more black people are doing. And you know, there's this thing that, another adage which I really hate. But if you want to hide anything uh, from a black person, put it in a book. And I absolutely hate that adage. But I think one of the, the reasons that the reading culture wasn't where it was supposed to be, it's picking up now, is because a lot of the books... Our, our people were not seeing themselves on those books. So you see a cover and it's, it's, it does, this person doesn't look like me. The things that they're writing about, I can't relate to them. So the more as we black people start to write, I think we'll, we'll change that narrative and actually start get, get our people reading more and actually writing more so that we can, we can move from oral trans, trans, uh, transmission to actually a written transition you know, for the sake of, of posterity. For the sake of posterity, I, I've got a message here that says, I could listen to this man the whole day. Wow. Thank you, Patricia. Great show. <laughs> Let's go to this voice note and then we wrap up. Awesome. Uh, good morning, A-teamers. Uh, my question is one. How do I know that my success or whatever gifts I have have been uh, abused by others? How do you avoid that? Because you might say you're successful, but you find that, as you said, people associate with you because of your success. How do you gauge the fact that you've been abused and maybe take a step back and said, hang on, I can't help these people anymore or I can't be part of this business anymore? Because I had a situation where my name was used to apply telephone lines. You know, my name was used to secure interviews and stuff like that. How do you know if here 
it's time to take a walk and never look back. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let's use the, the adage of the of the tree again. Um, when when the apple tree has no more apples left, um, it has to go into a season of replenishing. And when the, the next season comes, it's going to produce more fruit. I think when you get to a stage where you're supposed to be producing fruit, but there's no fruit visible, then you know that something is wrong. Because naturally, there's a cycle in all the seasons. So there's a cycle of producing. Even if all the apples have been eaten, there's a cycle that happens. There's nourishment that happens, and you produce again. Once you start getting to a level where you are no longer producing at the level that you know, but I've got capacity to produce, something is wrong. It means that the abuse has, has gone to a, a, a reach a stage where you are no longer being replenished. There's no water coming. There's no you know, uh, fertilizers that uh, you are being... Uh, nourished with so that you can produce because we are meant to produce on a on a cyclical cyclical basis these if 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 you're a great broadcaster you know that, okay i've got a cycle i'm gonna come here and i'm gonna produce but once you start coming and and there's no producing happens it means that there's that imbalance again because as a tree there's a cycle that you need mm. to go to and you need to produce because you are created to produce but once you, you start the production goes down and your the apples are no longer emerging then you have to really gauge and see where the imbalance is because nature dictates that you should be producing. Wow. Um, give us your closing thoughts and reminders on the responsibilities of success. Yeah, just a, as a closing thought, when you have climbed the ladder of success, your responsibility is to hold that ladder steady so that those who are coming after you can also climb and reach that level or even exceed that level. Don't kick the ladder down when you get to the top of the roof because yeah. there are many more people that need to climb the same ladder. And you are now a custodian of that ladder. You are now somebody who, who has the responsibility of holding it steady so that the next generation can also reach those levels. So for those who'd like to uh, get their hands on your books, you've got 29. Oh, yeah. 20. Um, I'm working on 30 and 31 at the moment. Yes. My twins. Yes. You're basically got my twins. forward to uh, those. Uh, yeah. But how do we get in touch to buy the books or even uh, book you uh, as a leadership and personal developer? Yeah. So you can email me at info at confidencelema.co.za. I'm available on all the social media platforms. Just search for Confidence Lema. Simple as that. Thank yeah, you very much, Dr. Selimi. Thank you, Montuli. Thank you for the platform opportunity. I really do appreciate it. And go give that little girl of ours a big hug. I will. <laughs>